4, 10 to 23. I rejoice greatly in the Lord that at last you have renewed your concern for me. Indeed, you have been concerned, but you had no opportunity to show it. I am not saying this because I am in need, for I have learnt to be content whatever the circumstances. I know what it is to be in need, and I know what it is to have plenty. I have learnt the secret of being content in any and every situation, whether well-fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in want. I can do everything through him who gives me strength. Yet it was good of you to share in my troubles. Moreover, as you Philippians know, in the early days of your acquaintance with the gospel, when I set out from Macedonia, not one church shared with me in the matter of giving and receiving, except only you. For even when I was in Thessalonica, You sent me aid again and again when I was in need. Not that I am looking for a gift, but I am looking for what may be credited to your account. I have received full payment and even more. I am amply supplied now that I have received from Epaphroditus the gifts you sent. They are a fragrant offering an acceptable sacrifice, pleasing to God. And my God will meet all your needs according to his glorious riches in Christ Jesus. To our God and Father be glory for ever and ever. Amen. Greet all the saints in Christ Jesus. The brothers who are with me send greetings. All the saints send you greetings especially those who belong to Caesar's household. The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ be with your spirit. Amen. I think I'm ready. Trust me, what's going to follow, I'm trusting in the Lord. Trust me. Uh, But before I start, I'm just going to say a prayer. Heavenly Father, we come to you this morning to hear your word for us. So Lord, take these words that I'm about to speak and use them as you will to your glory. Amen. I wonder, who is the most generous person that you know and what's their impact been on your life? Just have a think about that for a minute. The most generous person you know. And how have they affected your life? And those who know me, by the way, I'll introduce myself, which I should have done. I'm Neil, and I've been 
a lay reader at All Saints for the last 14 years. And those of you who know me always know that I tend to ask a lot of questions. I'm not very bright, and I don't have all the answers. So here's another question for you. What do you have in your life which brings you joy? What do you have in your life which brings you joy? Now, John has been talking about a word contentment. And those people who are experts in helping um, people who have problems with their um, mental ability, people who've got mental illnesses, people who are suffering from depression and things like that, those people suggest that contentment is finding joy in what we already have in our lives. And it seems, according to those people who help others suffering with mental illness, that it's a very strange thing that when we begin helping others, we seem to become more content. Now today, we come in our reading to the final section of Paul's letters to the Philippians. And Paul concludes his letter with some comments on contentment and generosity. And I'm going to summarise it all now at the start. Generosity flows from the contentment found in trusting God to meet our needs. Now we're all unique. We're all different. We're different ages, we're different nationalities, each one of us comes from a different background, we have different abilities, we may live in families with adults and other children, we may live in families with other adults, we may live on our own. Some of us may be going to school or college, some of us go to work, some of us might be unemployed or retired. We may be finance, feel financially okay. We may be struggling financially. We may be well fed. Or because it's the school holidays, we might be going hungry. All of us are different. Our circumstances are different. Yet we're all here because we're committed to following Jesus. And if we're committed to following Jesus, we're called by God as individuals and together as a church family to follow Jesus regardless of our circumstances. We're called to look out, not for our own interests, but for the interests of others. We're called to love our neighbours as ourselves. And in this way, 
as we hold firmly to God's word, we will shine like stars in the sky and bring glory to God. Now I've got a problem because I can't think of a way of making stars shine in daylight. So we're going to do it slightly differently. We're going to make bubbles because we can see bubbles in daylight and this is where I'm trusting in God. I will need four, in a minute I'll need four volunteers who are committed regardless of anything else who are committed to making bubbles. Okay? And you're going to be out here for a little while. Alright? So that's what we've got. Under these four tables are different things. Okay? And those things represent the circumstances, the different circumstances that we have. But regardless of our circumstances, you are, if you're out here, you are going to be committed to blowing bubbles or making bubbles. I am trusting God in this. That's no joke. So I might need Johnny to help me here because I don't know everybody's name. And although I was a teacher for a long time, one thing that I'm not very good at since I've stopped being a teacher is remembering people's names. So, um, is there anybody who feels that they are committed to want to try and make bubbles? Anyone? Right. Anyone at all? Do you want to try and make bubbles? Who have we got? Oh, come on, sir, come on. You pick a table, any table you like. Brilliant, brilliant. Okay, any other volunteers? They don't have to be lonely. Right, sir, come out and pick a, pick a table. I, I don't want you to feel lonely. You come and stand by me. Anybody else? Who's committed to making bubbles? Anyone? At all? Brilliant. Oh, you need to do the I can do that. It's a bit tricky doing this because I can't see what's going on over there. Okay. What I'd like you to do, Colleen, could you um, remove, carefully remove what's on there and say what you've got on the table? What have you got? Have you got anything else? Right, a bubble maker and a straw. Do you feel reasonably confident that you're going to be able to make bubbles? Yeah, brilliant, brilliant. So you're quite happy. Okay, come on, we'd like to remove what we've got there. What have you got? Tell people what you've got out loud. Uh, we've got a washing up bowl. And some fairy liquid. How confident do you feel about making bubbles? Not very confident. Oh dear. Why is that? I feel there's something missing. Right. 
Okay then, Rob, carefully remove what you've got. <laughs> what have you got? A bottle of water in there. And, and, and what's that? What's in, what's in this? So you've got a lot of water and a weird bit of plastic. Can you hear me over there? What have you got? Oh, so do you feel confident about making bubbles? You're missing something. You were confident about making bubbles, weren't you? Not so much. Would you like to try and make bubbles? Can you turn that machine on? Johnny might need to show you where to turn them. Oh dear, is it working? Yeah. There's no stuff in it, right? So if we can just uh, turn it off because I don't want to waste the batteries. So we've got four people committed to making bubbles, all with different stuff, but not actually doing quite what having everything they think they need. So you need to listen for a while, folks. Paul often found himself in difficult situations. But his commitment to spreading the good news of Jesus had resulted in him being shipwrecked, being beaten, being hounded by the crowds, and now he was in prison. But he still, even in prison, wrote this. On verse 12 he wrote, I know what it is to be in need, and I know what it is to have plenty. I've learned the secret of being content in any and every situation, whether well-fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in want. I can do all things through him who gives me strength. I can do all things through him who gives me strength. There's a clue here to these volunteers at the front. Paul is saying, we can be content in all situations because we have Jesus. Having Jesus in our lives is the most important thing we can have. Nothing is better than being in relationship with Jesus. In fact, for Paul, knowing Christ and being able to serve him was having unsearchable riches. He wrote that to the in his letter to the Ephesians. You see, the power we receive for being in partnership with Jesus is sufficient, is all we need to do God's will and to face the challenges that arise from our commitment to doing his will. Jesus will give us the strength and the ability to face all the troubles, all the pressure, and all the trials that are going to come our way because of our commitment to following him. Now, how far any one of us knows the secret of contentment in Jesus, and to what degree we actually 
know that we are putting our trust in Jesus and finding that sufficient for us to meet the demands of our everyday lives is a very difficult question for us to answer. But we need to remember that we are already members of God's family. We are already God's children. So back to the making bubbles. We're called to act individually and together as a church family in ways which will fulfill God's purpose, in ways which will demonstrate our love for our neighbour. Now, all of these volunteers are committed to blowing bubbles, but they don't seem to have what they need. So we're going to have to help them out. I need suggestions as to how, wherever they are, they are going to end up being able to make bubbles. They're not allowed to change places. How can they, working together, all make bubbles? Yes, what can they do? Sam needs that. Right, okay, Sam. Oh, so do you think you'll be able to make bubbles? Brilliant. Don't do it yet. Oh, no, have a practice. See if you can do it. Have a practice. Okay, my experience in buying bubbles for my grandson is I'm blowing like mad and nothing's happening. See how he goes. Oh, we got one. We got one. Keep practicing. Right, well, we've got one person who can make bubbles, but we've all got to be able to make bubbles. Anything else? How else? How else can they make bubbles? Yes, you're, you're very good this morning. One of the mixture bottles needs to go in the fish. Come on, Sam, are you happy to give one of the mixture bottles to the fish? Okay, Johnny, do you want to show how to do that? Are we making bubbles yet? Oh, are we making... Sam, are we still making bubbles yet? Oh, brilliant, brilliant. Hang on, hang on. We've still got two of our members who aren't making bubbles. What's got to happen now? Anybody else can suggest how these two can make bubbles? Another suggestion. What do we need to do? What? We need water in the washing up bowl. Come on, Rob. We need water in the washing up bowl. Pour it all in. There's enough. This is where it gets messy. Now then, come on. How are we going to make bubbles? Now, while they're trying to make bubbles... Can the other, Sam and Colleen, can you put your bubble machines on? Right. 
the bubble machine's great. It looks as if we can make bubbles and shine for Jesus with no problem at all. How are we doing making bubbles here? Um, I still feel we're missing something. Keep going. Give it a good work. Keep going. Keep going. And over there, Sammy's making bubbles. It's a bit hit and miss, but he's making bubbles. And in here, we've made loads of bubbles, but you can't see them. And that's a bit like when we go to school or work as Christians. We're busy being Christians and actually we are shining for God and other people are picking up on how we are and what we, who we trust in. But here in church, we don't see them, but they are coming to God. Now, have we all made bubbles? Is there anybody who hasn't made a bubble? Poor old Rob. What does Rob need to make a bubble? There's one thing he needs to make a bubble. The straw. The straw. Can we have the straw? No, he needs the straw. How are you going to make bubbles, Rob? Brilliant, we made bubbles. Now, now that you may think, well, that's a lot of hard work. But where was Paul? He was in prison. Not the easiest of places to spread the word and bring people, other people to know God. But he had a man chained to him every day. And he told that person about God every day. And right at the end of his letter, if you look at the end, he says that, the families, the Christians in the house of Caesar send their greetings. So even in the most unlikely of circumstances, take a big puff, we can still shine for God. Thank you to my volunteers. Give them a round of applause. For our volunteers to make bubbles, they had to share in the matter of giving and receiving. They had to be generous with what they had and also be happy about receiving from others. In this way, each person received what they needed to make bubbles. And in the same way, God will supply us with what we need to live for him in the moment. We cannot shine for Jesus in isolation. We can only do so when we are in partnership with Jesus and with our fellow Christians. Now, we may not always feel that we have what we need to be able to shine for God. Personally, I would much rather be in a position where I've got a bubble machine than I would be in a position like Rob, where I'm having to blow like mad to make one bubble. But we have to be able to trust and work with what Jesus and God have provided for us 
so that we can live in that particular moment. Paul, in prison, was grateful for the generosity and the help and support he'd received from the people of Philippi. And in verse 15 and 16, we read how over time the Philippians had again and again and again sent aid to Paul. And then, in verse 18, is a really important verse, 18 and 19, Paul says, I am amply supplied now that I have received from Epaphrodites the gift you sent. They are a fragrant offering, an acceptable sacrifice, pleasing to God. And my God will meet all your needs according to the riches of his glory in Christ Jesus. My God will meet all your needs according to the riches of his glory in Christ Jesus. Now what does that mean? For the Philippians' gifts, they weren't only valuable because they helped Paul. More importantly, they were valuable because they brought pleasure to God. God is pleased to see his children helping each other. God cares so deeply about his children that to show kindness to them is like showing kindness to God. Generosity to someone else, giving to someone else, is like giving to God. Being generous, though, isn't only in order to gain something for ourselves. Generosity isn't a one-off. It isn't a you-scratch-my-back-and-I'll-scratch-your-back situation. Generosity is not just about giving financial or material aid. It can be walking alongside someone as they pass through their troubles. It can be having a generosity of spirit when decisions are made which mean that things don't go exactly as we would like them. But be assured, be assured, in any and all situations, God will provide what we need to bring him glory. The amount of God's giving is infinitely, infinitely greater than anything we can possibly give. Everything we have comes from God. It's a gift of God's grace. All we do for the Lord by serving others is out of love and gratitude for the sacrifice that Jesus Christ made to gain our salvation. And true gratitude comes from accepting Christ and believing that in him, we will have everything we need. We can trust that God will always meet our needs. However, there's one important thing. We must remember the difference between our wants and our needs. 
I might want the bubble machine, but I only need a straw and some water. As we trust in Jesus, our attitudes can change from wanting everything to be just as we would like to accepting God's provision and his power for us to live for him in the moment and in the place we find ourselves. Our generosity towards each other and the community of Totley will flow from the peace, the joy, the contentment we find in trusting God to meet our needs to live for him. May each one of us truthfully be able to sing, Blessed be the name of the Lord, blessed be your glorious name. You give and take away, you give and take away. My heart will choose to say, Lord, blessed be your name. I'm going to finish with a prayer. It's the special prayer for today. Merciful God, you have prepared for those who love you such good things that go beyond what we can imagine or understand. Pour into our hearts such love towards you that loving you in all situations and above all things, we may obtain your promises which exceed anything we can desire. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen.